All right. Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Biggie. I'm Ian McNaughton. Uh, I'm by myself because it's baseball. We're talking baseball today. Um, I had this conversation with my father, uh, I don't know, sometime in the last few days, and he said a good title for a baseball podcast would be uh, Ian Talks to Himself for an Hour About Baseball. And that's probably what this will be because I am recording this at 1047, no, 1043 uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, maybe we'll do some weekly baseball things. Uh, and I got to work at 7 a.m., so that should be really great. I don't see a problem there. Who needs eight hours of sleep? I don't. I haven't for a while. Uh, and in case you're watching the video portion of this, I am in my uh, Squamish setup, my Squam setup. Uh, so behind me, that's a Jacob deGrom bobblehead uh, pair of sunglasses, I think. Pair of sunglasses, aviators, not mine. I don't wear sunglasses. There's a hockey puck below there. Uh, Everett Silvertip's hat and towel behind there. And behind this chair, you can't see it, is my uh, Collingwood Magpies hat and my Kevin Love jerseys over there. So I basically just moved into my mother, back into my mother's house in Squamish. So great. Um, wonderful. Ideal as a 20-year-old to move back home. Um, right now I'm wearing my uh, Canada Rugby World Cup hat. And I got my Manor shirt, uh, golf shirt on. Um, I got, so with this Manor shirt, I don't know if people have seen this, seen me wear it. Uh, I got two buttons undone. I, I think a third it's like a little too cocky because I don't have chest hair, but one is like not showing enough confidence. I think two is the perfect amount of confidence with this shirt. Uh, if you see this shirt, if you see me with this shirt, I can show you. Uh, but if you if you see it and you and you know what I'm talking about, I think two buttons undone is enough confidence, especially with this heat and the hot weather we got. Uh, speaking of heat, that was a really bad video portion. Uh, speaking of heat, Joe Kelly threw some high heat at uh, Carlos Correa the other day. What's the, again, Wednesday, so yesterday, Tuesday. Yeah, Joe Kelly uh, really, really threw some high cheddar at uh, the Houston Astros. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Um, so the context with that, so pretty much the Astros were found cheating this past offseason, uh, banging trash cans, stealing signs basically ruining the integrity of the game. Um, and Joe Kelly, L.A. Dodger, uh, decided to throw at these Houston Astros. Now, Kelly was a member of the Boston Red Sox in 2018, I believe, when they won the World Series, and they were also caught cheating uh, to a lesser extent, but still cheating, and got a less, you know, less penalty than the Astros did. And the Astros, none of them got suspended. None of them... Um, Pretty much, you know, none of the players got suspended. They didn't take any of their World Series away, uh, including their one over the Dodgers in 2017. Not great. Not great. Um, so Kelly, you know, in their first meeting against the Astros, um, the Dodgers and the Astros uh, did not get along, and especially Kelly, who uh, didn't give up a run, but I think he beamed a couple guys and threw some high pitches, and uh, then he got suspended by Major League Baseball for eight games in a 60-game season, which is, like, equivalent to 22 games, I think it was. That's what the math is, um, which is kind of ridiculous, kind of ridiculous. 
Um, considering that none of the Astro players got suspended for cheating and actually ruining baseball. No. What a concept. Um, so, yeah, A, Kelly should not have been – well, you can make the argument that Kelly should be suspended. Um, probably some of the Astros should be suspended not only for cheating and stealing signs and ruining baseball. They should have got suspended for that. They should have got their World Series taken away. But, all right, cool. But the fact that none of the Astros got suspended for this, including manager Dusty Baker, who I believe uh, – was caught on Mike saying, go to the fucking mound and pitch. I believe that's what he said. Something along, it might not be exactly what he said, but something along those lines of go to the fucking mound and pitch to Joe Kelly when he was beaming some of his players. Now, Dusty Baker was not the manager for the Astros uh, when they won the World Series or these last few years, or including last year um, when they made the World Series but lost in seven games. Thank you, Washington Nationals. Uh, that was A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch got fired over the offseason, over the winter. So the Astros replaced him with Dusty Baker. And Dusty Baker is a good manager. People love him. The media love him. Uh, players have been known to like Dusty. Um, some of the analytics – he's an old-school manager, so some of the analytics people are a little bit hesitant on him. But all-around good guy, means well. Um, you know, he's the perfect, kind of the perfect manager to fit in after this, you know, winter, this saga that the Astros have been through. And that was very unlike Dusty Baker to say, again, I don't know if he said it like this, but something along the lines of go to the fucking mountain pitch. Um, I mean, the, the, here's the thing is that with that, none of this is really, none of this is Joe Kelly's fault. None of this is the, you know, Astros fault. None of this is Dusty Baker's fault. None of this is um, Dave Roberts' fault, who's the Dodgers manager. None of this is any of their fault. Um, you can put some blame on them. They all deserve a bit of blame, but, the person who's most responsible for all this is Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. If he just nipped this in the butt back in January or February, whenever they handed down their punishment, if they just nipped it in the butt then, and I know they, the Astros basically gave themselves up and were granted immunity, but if he just nipped them in the butt back in February and just dealt with it because here's the thing the Astros are one of 30 teams in baseball and there are at least 20 other teams who are pissed off and are upset with this uh with how that situation was handled still are right now as I'm recording this are upset pissed off frustrated now the problem with Major League Baseball and what Rob Manfred did and he didn't do yet, and he didn't do today. They did not read the room. Manfred did not read the room back in February, and he didn't read the room today. Clearly, he's not getting. They, I, I get that the Astros have total immunity, whatever that's supposed to mean. That they aren't, you know, they they did all all what they were allowed to do, and they got punished. Whatever. I don't even know how to explain it, but 
really read the room manfred read the fucking room people are not happy with baseball because baseball already got pushed back because of covid and people were upset that baseball really baseball took longer than it should have to come back baseball came back a week ago like last thursday it should have come back probably at the beginning of june but because of the fact that the owners and the players were bickering and fighting over how much money each side should get or how many games they played. It took a lot longer than it should have, and there was no reason for baseball to take this long to start. So baseball fans and baseball fans are upset with that, and any opportunity you had to um, attract people on the fence or just looking for sports, you lost that because now hockey and basketball are already back. Um, so people are upset by that. Uh, baseball does not market its stars well. Their social media game is fine, but you know the one thing you notice with baseball, if you're if you're like me, if you're in like the so the the content, I'm not. In, I I don't know if I'd say I'm in the con. I guess I'm in the content world, but I'm in. I'm on social media. It's part of the SYP brand. It's so hard to get this like for fans to see it. You notice in basketball um, and football. They make their highlights pretty accessible. They make their highlights pretty easy to see. Um, I'm going to say Tuesday, yesterday, Francisco Lindor hit a 412-foot home run. Pretty nice home run in his home ballpark uh, for the Cleveland Indians against the Chicago White Sox. And do you know how hard it was to find that film, to get that and post it on social media? It's a bitch. The Major League Baseball does not make it easy for people to reshare their content or to, you know, get more eyeballs on it because that's not how major league baseball views it. Major league baseball views their own stuff as their stuff, as their property. And while they're not going to, you know, actually to delete your footage, delete your footage or get rid of it. They just make it a more complicated process than it needs to in comparison to basketball and football. Hockey's more closer to baseball than football and basketball, but it's it's not good with baseball trying to find their content. The other thing, and I'm going to get into this a little, a little later on as well, is baseball's plan for how they returned was ill-fated. Like, anybody could have told you that traveling from city to city to city was a bad idea. Just ask the Canadian government who said the Toronto Blue Jays cannot play here. The Blue Jays are not welcome. I shouldn't say that. The Blue Jays are welcome. American teams are not. And that plan was doomed from the beginning. But Major League Baseball is just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Why, why wouldn't it? What, what's, what's stopping us from doing this? I don't know. Maybe a fucking global pandemic? It's not that hard. Um, so, yeah, and then fast forward to today. Joe Kelly gets suspended eight games and clearly major league baseball does not read the room. Major league baseball does not get it. They don't see it with the majority of people and that's fine. They don't have to. It just means they're losing out on fans. People, there are the majority of people 
are backing up Joe Kelly than the Astros. Major League Baseball has been the only one throughout this entire process since February, the last, I don't know, six months, have been in the Astros' corner. And I get that it's one of their teams, and I get that Jeff Lunau, uh, not Lunau, who's their owner? Lunau was their president. I get that their owner is probably one of the nicest, richest owners. He's one of the ideal candidates to run a franchise. Great. Cool. You're not reading the room baseball. You're not reading the room MLB as to what the situation has and will have in store for you. Because you are losing fans in a time when there are no, hardly any sports. Sports are coming back. And you, sports are coming back, okay? And you want to find a way to stand out and get people interested. That's what gets people interested is the drama, is the conflict between the Dodgers and the Astros. Joe Kelly throwing at these guys. And you know what you're doing? You're just saying, no, we don't want to have any fun and excitement. We don't want any drama. We don't want any conflict. That's what the ML, you know, the NBA and the NFL thrive off of. The NHL doesn't know how to thrive off that, but football and basketball know how to thrive off that. And Major League Baseball does not. And that's why Major League Baseball is going to lose fans. This is one of their most important seasons. 2020 was one of the most important seasons to regain players' trust, to regain fans' trust, to regain interest in baseball, and they haven't done any of that. They've made it worse. And as a baseball fan, I love baseball. It's one of my passions. My Probably my first true love was baseball, was going to a game, watching baseball, being with the fans, getting to know the players. It's just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking to see Major League Baseball not get it. It's heartbreaking being the one person who believes in something when no one else is interested. It's hard to be the guy who wants to talk about baseball, who wants to do a podcast on baseball. But since no one's going to listen to it, I'm going to talk to myself for an hour while everybody else is going to talk about Bull Bull and his scrimmage highlights. I, I just, it just pains me. It pains me. It, it, it frustrates me and it just makes me sad. And it's unfortunate that Major League Baseball can't see that. It's unfortunate that um, they're going to lose a lot of people over this. They're going to lose a lot of interest over this. And when it comes to the next year, here's a, watch out for next year because the players' union is going to file some sort of grievance with the owners for how this salary, whatever season has gone down and there's a good chance I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see any baseball next year because of the grievance that the union's going to file with the owners this upcoming winter they just don't get it the I think the players get it the players don't and again the players with this isn't with the joke this has gone more into actual baseball than it is Joe Kelly and the Astros right now but the players are a part of why baseball didn't happen right away or as earlier as it could. But I think the players get it. It's just the owners don't. And it's just a domino effect that led into today's suspension of Joe Kelly for eight games. And I, I just, I just shake my head and I just don't know how to explain it. I, 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 I am frustrated and I'm not even a Dodgers fan. I like the Dodgers. I like watching the Dodgers. Uh, maybe I guess I'm a bit of a fan. But, the, you know, the Manners are my team. And 
as just as a baseball fan, it it just it sucks. It sucks. That that's really the best way to put it. That it sucks as a baseball fan to have to see this. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say on Joe Kelly and the Astros. And that took me about ten minutes, so maybe this won't be an hour. Uh, maybe it'll be less. Good news for me, myself because no one else is gonna listen to this. Um, let's talk about the Miami Marlins then. So let's talk about COVID and baseball. So the Marlins. I watched them on Sunday. I was actually watching them on Sunday morning when they were playing the Phillies. Um, they got new unis this year. I don't like their black uniforms because I can't read the names on the back because the nameplate is, is black too, so it's like black on black. Uh, whoever thought of that clearly was not a genius. Uh, but it looks good on the grays. It looks good on the whites uh, from what I've seen. So kudos to the Marlins there. Um, I was watching them Sunday morning. They were playing the Phillies. And I, I was like, wow, this team's actually like kind of decent because the Marlins have been awful. The Marlins have been pretty much a minor league team for, I don't know, three years, four years, five years. I don't know. They had Stanton, traded him. Had Christian Yelich reigning NL MVP, traded him. And that's just how awful the Marlins are and how they don't want to pay anybody. Kind of an overarching problem with baseball, but not the point in this story. So Sunday morning, they played the Phillies. Uh, I think they won that game. I think they were win- I think they won that game. Um, and things look to be okay until you realize that actually they test a lot of them tested positive for COVID. Like half of the roster tested positive for COVID. And I think now as of Thursday, um, seventeen players or seventeen members of the Marlins have tested positive for COVID, and one uh, visiting. Uh, clubhouse staff member he's part part of the phillies organization but he's the visiting uh bench staff member if that makes sense clubhouse staff person anyways he's got covid so really it's like 20 people have covid yeah great isn't that wonderful uh apparently none of the phillies tested positive for covid so turns out if you play with covid you aren't going to pass it along to anybody uh, I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball already knew that or thought that. That's why we're going from city to city and playing games. <sighs> it still dumbfounds me. Anyway, so the Marlins, I think, are pretty much done for at least two weeks. Uh, I don't think they've played any games since Sunday, uh, which is fine because it's not like the Marlins were going to make the playoffs. It's not like they were a contending team. I Again, I watched them on Sunday, and I still can't remember who played for that team. Actually, let me search up who played for the Miami Mar- who who's, who's on the Marlins right now. Because um, they, like, they have been an awful team for a long time now. And, oh, actually, MLB added some new rules. Maybe we're going to get a bubble. I doubt it. But um, let's see here. So on the Marlins roster, I don't recognize any of their starting rotation. Uh, Brad Boxberger is their closer? Question mark. Oh no, this is all alphabetical. Um, Boxberger. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other names. Oh, Brandon Kinsler. I think I know that name. I feel like I know that name. Was he with Cleveland? He was not with Cleveland. Okay, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, so I know one, Francisco Cervelli. He's still playing? Jesus Christ. Cervelli was like a backup catcher on the Yankees like 10 years ago. I'm surprised he's still playing. 
that goes to show how bad the Marlins are where they're taking a backup catcher for the Yankees 10 years ago and they're making him a starter now. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, um, fuck, how do you say his name again? He used to play for the Brewers. He was in the home run derby one year. Like two years ago, actually. Uh, I don't want to sound bad on this podcast. Agura? Jesus Agura? Agula? Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar. Aguilar. I'm going to say it's Aguilar. Uh, I think that's right. Um, this is really riveting podcasting stuff. Uh, Miguel Rojas is like a – no, he's not a young guy. 31. Okay. I thought he was a younger guy. Corey Dickerson? Wasn't he on Cincinnati 10 years ago? Oh, he was on Colorado in 2013. I must be thinking of a different Corey Dickerson. So I know actually one, two, three, four players, four starters. No. Well, three starters and a bullpen guy for the Marlins. And I don't – do I know any of their other player pool? Nick Vinson, he used to pitch for the Manners, and they got rid of him for some reason. Oh, Ryan LeBarnway. Oh, that's nice. Former, former catcher for the Red Sox. He went to Yale. Shout out Ryan LeBarnway. Um, Lewis Brinson, I think I know. Matt Joyce. Oh. Oh, that, that turned out to be nice. Uh. Don Mattingly, still their manager. Ryan LeBarnway. Huh. The more you know. Um, anyway, so yeah, that team's like half of that roster's got COVID and they're not going to play again for two weeks because the MLB's stupid and they just couldn't figure out how to do a bubble thing in time. And now we're traveling from place to place to place. So, um, um, I don't think the Marlins have any fans. I think they're pretty used to playing uh, in empty stadiums. They have been at least since they decided to become a minor league team playing in a major league, you know, league, actual major league and major stadium. Um, I mean, like it was kind of inevitable, wasn't it? I mean, I think it's quite obvious that people, there were going to be COVID cases. You're going from place to place. Like I think the Dodgers, there's some part of the Dodgers schedule where they have to go from like Denver, you know, San Francisco to Denver, no, San Francisco, um, San Francisco to Dallas and then Phoenix like that all in like 10 days. Cause that makes sense. Like somebody, somebody wrote that up since COVID, like since March, someone wrote that up as like, that's a good idea. That's what's best for baseball is having a team from California, the most infected state in the U S actually Florida might be one of the most infected States top top three, for sure. A, a, a team from one of the mo- three most infected States traveling to one of the other most inf- infected, infected States. That's that, that's, that's, that's smart. That's smart. No. No, and of course, it was the Marlins that was going to be the first team to get COVID or have a major outbreak. It was either them or the Rays. Like, I, I think we made, I think, actually, I think my dad and I made that bet on Sunday night who was going to be the first team with the major outbreak. And I think we said it was either going to be the Rays or the Marlins, the Florida teams. And as it turned out, the Marlins on Monday morning are like, hey, um, <laughs> we actually played uh, with, 
knowingly with like positive COVID tests. Hope that's not a big deal. Um, let's play ball. I'll, we'll bat first. And then every other team's like, you did what? You did what? And the Marlins like, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal, guys. It's just, you know, a deadly transmittable, you know, virus. It's not that big of a deal. We get it all the time. It's like, you get it all the time? It's like, hey, yeah. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so the Marlins suck still. Um, next team to get the major outbreak, I'm going to guess it's the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays have to travel so much. Uh, they went from Tampa to D.C. and they're playing their home games in Buffalo. And they're actually they're actually going to get COVID. There's actually going to be a big out. I, my guess is the Blue Jays. Um, I, I, I want to talk about the Blue Jays in a bit. But here's the thing. The Blue Jays, my guess in the next case, you know, next team that's going to have a major COVID outbreak. I just don't see how this is going to work with baseball. Like, they're going to continue playing the season, but there, there's going to be a grievance in the spring, and God knows that the owners are, are not – they should not win that grievance with what they're making the players do. And somebody thought this was a great idea, and it was cool the first few days. Like, it was fun having opening day. It was fun seeing all the teams play, seeing some of the, you know – New Jersey, seeing a new ballpark in Texas, like that—that's all cool. That was really fun. And now we're a weekend. It's like holy shit. There's actually a pandemic, and we're actually traveling from place to place to go play these games. I don't know. I don't know. I—I just really. It's. I like having baseball. Like watching it but I'm totally okay if it's gone tomorrow because this pandemic is just really with all sports, but baseball with their plan and how it's all set up, I'm fine. If they just say, you know what, we're not going to do it for the health and safety of our players. We're just not going to do it. And then I think everybody wins. Everybody's a little bit happier. Everybody's disappointed, but it's kind of bittersweet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing with baseball. Um, Let's talk about the Blue Jays because everybody likes to talk about the Blue Jays. I think I just killed another 10 minutes. So I'm doing pretty good. Um, I think the Blue Jays might be one of the best teams. They're definitely making the playoffs because they increased the playoffs to eight teams in each league, so 16 teams total. So each division winner – no, the top two teams in each division make the playoffs, and then they have two wild cards. So the Blue Jays realistically are third in their division – I, I don't know what the actual standings are, but the Yankees are probably number one. The Rays are number two. You could probably interchange those. And then the Blue Jays are three. Uh, you'd have to think the Blue Jays make the playoffs. Uh, with the Central, it's tough because the Central have um, probably the Indians and the White Sox that are making it. Actually, the Twins might too. The Twins are really good. I, I'm sorry for counting out the Twins. Don't talk about the Tigers or the Royals. They're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs you would think and in the west you have the astros maybe the a's maybe the angels probably not the manners or rangers uh i need to watch more of those teams but um going back to the blue jays they look good they look solid um 
you know, Nate Pearson, rookie, had his debut today against the Nationals. Uh, I saw some highlights of that. He's looking pretty good for his debut. He's got a nice heater. That's what they really like with, with him is his heater. Um, you know, it's it really comes – I think they have the bats. Um, I, I, really, I really like Biggio, Guerrero Jr., Bichette. Uh, Danny Jensen had a nice homer the other day. I think the bats are there, and I think their depth bats are there. The young bats are there. The bats are there. I wouldn't worry about the bats as long as they can, you know, get some timely hits. It's just the pitching has to be good. Starting lineup and pitching, and what you'll see because of the expanded rosters this year is that starters aren't going to go that long. Starters might go five innings, and then they're going to throw it to the bullpen because they have healthy extra arms. I, that might cost some teams. Teams might overuse that a bit much, overthink it. But I think the Blue Jays benefit from it, and they just the pitching just needs to hold up. And again, we're in a sprint here. We're playing sixty games. It's, you know, they don't they, they don't need to you know figure it out in August. I mean, they, they sh- you know they should have it or they should get it if you know what I mean. They you know they don't they can't just figure it out later on down the year. You either have it or you don't. And if the Blue Jays can figure it out, make it work, then they should be good. Um, Again, the Rays are really good in that division. Like, Tampa's probably the best team. Uh, the Yankees will probably win it, but the Yankees have to stay healthy. Tampa's just fun to watch. I love Tampa. I love their starting pitching. I love their pitching a lot more than the Rays – or than the Blue Jays. Um, and their bats are good, too. They sh- they've shown a lot with their bats this year uh, in the first few games. So, the Rays are good. Um, we'll see with Toronto. I, I'm – I think people would like to see – I think it would help Major League Baseball to a certain extent if they had the Canadian audience watching it because um, the Blue Jays are just fun and exciting to watch with their young guys. I say this all the time, but, um, you know, you got Vladdy, you got Bichette, uh, Biggio. They just got to, you know, just get on base, hit, get some timely hits, cut down to strikeouts, and they should be good to go. Um, a player – speaking of which, a player that I'm – so glad I get to watch is Alex Verdugo of the Boston Red Sox. So the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts uh, to the Dodgers for Verdugo and some other dude who's already blown out his elbow. And Verdugo is fun to watch, not because he's that good. He's okay. Probably better as a triple A guy. He's a decent outfielder and he's definitely not worth what the Red Sox got back for Betts. But he reminds me of myself, you know, plays with reckless abandonment and just does things on his own way, but does not have the talent to make up for playing with reckless abandonment. For example, I was watching uh, the Orioles and Red Sox on Sunday, I believe it was, and somebody hit a ball off the Green Monster in Fenway, and Verdugo was going over to get it, and he picks it up, and he, like, picks it up on like on one foot and tr- throws it back in to the infield all in one motion, like scoops it, throws it and misses his cutoff man entirely. And it was so fun to watch because he's just a big white guy. Again, reminds me of myself a lot. He's got a good, you know, almost neck beard as well. I think he might be a little ginger and I love it. I think it's fun. You got to go watch for go play just for the entertainment aspect of it. The Red Sox are probably going to be actually one of the most entertaining teams this year because their pitching is awful. Uh, their bats are decent, but not, they're, they're not enough, I don't think, 
especially when you got rid of bets. I don't see like that. That did not make any sense, and like it didn't make any sense when it happened, and it still doesn't now. Um, so Verdugo, I'm really glad I get to see Verdugo play. A team that is surprising me quite a bit. Oh. I'm going to say the Chicago Cubs to a certain extent because I didn't totally buy the David Ross managerial type thing. But I think what we're seeing in baseball to a certain extent now is that it's maybe not all about the manager, question mark. Like, you know, Aaron Boone's had success with the uh, with the Yankees. Uh, Alex Cora had some success with the Red Sox. Those guys were former players. David Ross, former players, having some success now with the Cubs. Um, it's going to be a really tight division, especially with the Milwaukee, Cincinnati, you know, St. Louis. I don't think Pittsburgh's that good. They got some decent pitching. I don't think they have enough bats. But it's a, going to be a really, really close central division, and the Cubs are surprising me. I think a lot of people wrote off the Cubs because of the, you know, Joe Madden move for David Ross. But you know, kudos to the Cubs so far for winning their division in the first week. And uh, by that, I mean they're one game ahead of the next team. Uh, the team I'm di- disappointed in the most, I would have to say that's probably, dare I say the Dodgers? No, I shouldn't say the Dodgers. I mean, it's slow. It's early. They played the Giants. They split the Giants when they should have probably beat them. I'm going to say the Red Sox. That's probably not the right answer either. Some mix of Boston in the Dodgers because the Dodgers are obviously with high expectations and they've been all right. They, I would have liked them to see a bit better. They really, Sunday night, they just struggled hitting off the Giants pitching, which is a bit of a concern. Um, just because, it's, again, it's a sprint. Like, you, you got to do it now. And there's no time to figure it out. Like, you don't, like, this, this isn't April. It's like, ah, oh, well, we, you know, we still got, you know, May, June, and July. No, you got like two months taught. Like, if you don't have it by like in a couple weeks, you're done. You're done. If you don't, if you can't figure it out. Um, so the Dodgers are a bit of a concern, but also to the Red Sox for a certain extent because of the fact that this team's pitching is not that good. The bats are not there. I, I mean, they, they, you know, got by the Mets tonight, but man. I, I just – I don't see it with the Red Sox. I don't see it happening. I really just like watching the Red Sox because it's a shit show. Uh, there's some funny comments about people talking about the Red Sox, but it's just not there. It's just – they got – I think the Blue Jays are, are better have a better chance of making the playoffs. I think the Rays are a much better team, much more balanced team, and the Yankees are just a better team in general. So if you ask me, the most su- ha- happily surprising team, the Cubs – disappointing it's like Dodgers Red Sox to a certain extent um yeah a team that okay so team a week in you're not giving up on um a team a weekend I'm not giving up on I'm I'm not gonna give up on is the Padres fair? I have to look at the standing. I, I, the standings probably have changed since I did my notes on this. I think the Padres um, are are fair to say. Let's take a look here. Four and two. Yeah. I mean, 
I think the Padres is fair. I mean, you could also put in the Nationals because the Nationals are two and four, and they and they've struggled early. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna no. I don't quite believe in the Nationals. I'm going to say the Padres. They're 4-2, and two, but they're third in a division. The Padres have not been bad. Uh, I love their uniforms. Their pitching just needs – here's the thing. Both the pitching and the hitting need to come together and work. If you know what that means, like, they have it. There's a the talent. It's there. Um, Chris Paddock, uh, Perdomo. Uh, they're, 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 they got some guys there in San Diego that I really like. And they got some hitters that are like Fernando Tatis Jr., a stud, a young guy that everybody should know, but nobody does because Major League Baseball doesn't know how to market. Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers is still not quite where you'd want him to be, but it's fine. Um, you know, it, I just... I'm not giving uh, the Padres. You, I don't want to say giving like I, I'm not giving up on them because they haven't been playing poorly. They could obviously still win their division. I just, you know, have my concerns with them a bit, but I'm not giving up on them with the pitching matching the hitting. If they can make it all work, and if they can make those uniforms get into the playoffs, I'm ecstatic. Love those Padre uniforms. The going back to the golden brown was the right decision. One of the few good decisions made in 2020 um overhyped team that you're selling ah man um i mean again it's really early like there's no team of you know there's only a couple teams that are 500 in the al west um i'm going to i'm going to say Rockies or yeah, I'll say the Rockies. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll say the Rockies. So the issue, my issue with the Rockies, this is really just turning into an NL West podcast. My issue with the Rockies is just that Nolan Arenado. They had a good series win over Texas. Nolan Arenado wanted a trade request um, because he didn't think the team was being competitive enough. And that was back in the winter, or winter going into the spring. Um, I don't know what the – the vibes must be all right because they're winning, but I feel like there might be some bad vibes Some as long as the team keeps winning and it's okay. But if the team goes into a bit of a slump, how's that going to affect Arenado, who's probably the best third baseman in baseball and the rest of the team? That's a concern. Um so I and, and really the Rockies right now are four and one with the best winning percentage in, in their division. I, I just don't see it happening right now with them. Um, also, I would sell a little bit on the Tigers because they're four, four and two. Uh, I don't think the Tigers are that good. Uh, but again, what do I know? Uh, shout out Rod Gardenhire, uh, former Twins manager, old school guy, really fun guy, cool dude. Um, got the Tigers at least to a decent record to start with. And uh, who I have making the playoffs. Okay. So in the AL, we have the Astros. In the, so we have eight teams in each league, in the American League and the National League. So we have the Athletics and the Astros. 
Uh, we're going to have the, the Twins and the Indians. Uh, we're going to have the Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays. And if I had to put one more team, I'm going to put in the Angels. I'm going to put in the Angels. So, Athletics, Astros, Angels, uh, Twins, Indians, and Blue Jays, Rays, Yankees. Uh, I think the I, – I don't know how they – I guess they're doing a one and eight. I guess they're doing the seeding. So, I would say it's probably going to be the – Yankees and Blue Jays, and then uh, Houston. This is tough. Yeah, I'm not going to do the seeding right now. I gave you my teams. All right. Uh, in the NL, I'm going to say in the NL that the Braves make it, the Cubs make it, the Brewers make it, the Cardinals make it, um, the Dodgers make it, the Padres make it, and I got two more teams that I'm thinking are going to make it. Uh, I'm going to say the Phillies, and I'm going to say, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, I'm resisting so hard. Okay, I'll put in the Reds. I have four teams in the NL Central making the playoffs. So what I, I say Braves, uh, Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, Dodgers, Padres. Who else did I say? Phillies, yeah, that 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 sounds good. That sounds good. Braves, Braves, Phillies, Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, Dodgers, Padres, Dodgers, Padres, in the NL. So the sixteen teams that are going to make it to the playoffs. This is just a weekend. Great time to make uh, picks. So you have uh, in the in the AL in the American League, you have Houston and Oakland uh, in the cent. But coming from the central, you have Houston, Oakland, and the Angels from the West. From the Central, you have Cleveland, Minnesota. And then in the East, you have the Yankees, Tampa, Toronto. So that's your eight. Not necessarily in that order. Just those are your eight teams. And then in the NL, you have Atlanta, Philly. And then you have the Cubs, the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the Reds. And then in the West, you have the Dodgers and the Padres. There you go. That is who is going to make the playoffs. Uh, in terms of players, watch Fernando Tatis Jr. Really fun player from the Padres to watch. Um, Anybody on the Dodgers, the Dodgers are great. Um, Christian Yelich is obviously having a great year. This is obviously – I'm trying to think of, like, some under-the-radar player that you should be watching. The Blue Jays are obvious. Come on, Ian. There's got to be somebody that you really – I'm going to say Tim Anderson. I'll say the White Sox. I, the, they're 2-4 and four right now. They're fourth in their division. I would like to see them make the playoffs because I think they have a nice young squad of players. Uh, and Tim Anderson leading the way for the White Sox. They they really need to cut down on their strikeouts. Like the Blue Jays need to cut down on their strikeouts, and then the White Sox really need to cut down on their strikeouts. So Tim Anderson, second baseman, speedy guy, can hit really well. Even he's got a bit of power in him. He's not, you know, he can knock one out of the park too. I'm going to say Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox is a guy that you should really watch and pay attention to and keep an eye out on for the rest of this year um yeah that's the podcast for speak your piece baseball ian talks about baseball for an hour i don't think it's been an hour i think it's been more like 45 minutes so uh, i hope you enjoy it watch some baseball uh, you know send us any social media thing that you might you think we might be interested in with baseball i love baseball talk to me about baseball 
It's great. It's going to be fun, hopefully. And if you're a Marlins fan, A, why did you decide to root for the Marlins? That's like the worst team you could root for in baseball. And B, are you actually happy? Like Marlins fans, I think, should actually be happy. They don't have to go through this bullshit with COVID, like stopping their team. So uh, if there's any Marlins fans that are listening to it, let us know. Uh, if you have any questions for the podcast or you want to send any questions to us, have us answer anything on the podcast, uh, send it to sypodcast at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. Sypodcast, all one word, at gmail.com, and we'll answer it or we'll just respond with a cool gift. Anyways, that's the podcast. Thank you very much for listening and uh, have a great rest of your night, morning, day, whatever. Um, yeah, cool. Peace out.